$5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. LeBron James and his chances to play tonight against the Chicago Bulls have been upgraded. We're going to talk about that game against the Lakers and what it means for both teams coming into today. We're also going to go into the mailbag. We're going to do all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. You can follow me right off the top at CEO Hayes. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. But let's go ahead and get into it. The Chicago Bulls face the Los Angeles Lakers today in an afternoon game. And LeBron James has already been upgraded in that game, uh, increasing his chances of playing. But even without LeBron playing, there is a target on Pat Bev and the Chicago Bulls. And Anthony Davis already mentioning uh, as far as Pat Bev's comments, saying that he would love to stop the Lakers making the playoffs. And Anthony Davis just said he can try. So with that being said, both teams are going to be focused and motivated for, for their own reasons coming into this game. You look at the Chicago Bulls, continue to want to separate themselves in that playing race in the Eastern Conference. The Los Angeles Lakers are playing some of their best basketball of the season, currently go on a 7-3 and three run in their last 10 games, and they've won three in a row. This is going to be a game where the, the Bulls are going to have to play the defense that we, that we have come accustomed to them seeing. They're going to have to have that defensive intensity. They're going to have to execute well on the offensive side of the ball and try to limit those turnovers because if they do not, this is absolutely a team that can come in, can get hot, can pose some matchup questions for the Chicago Bulls and make it a long and difficult afternoon for the Bulls. And they start their little three game against uh, the, the L.A. teams today. And the Bulls have to be locked in. That is one of the key things that we've said and we continue to say with this team. When this team locks in defensively, it changes things for the Bulls. It makes things easier for the Chicago Bulls. And then we're going to need Zach Levine. To, to continue being the efficient offensive player that he has been for the most part since the All-Star break. Now, DeMar DeRozan has already said that he will play and be available tonight for the Chicago Bulls. Russo's listed as questionable. Javante Green's listed as being out. So this is gonna we're going to have to have that lineup that just, that, that just execute. And with DeMar, Vooch, and Zach, they have to lead the way as the big three. So when you look at this uh, team uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers, D'Angelo Russell may or may not play. Austin Reeves is, is a go. LeBron James, still, you know, we don't know what he's going to do. They got Jared Vanderbilt, Anthony Davis on this team, Malik Beasley, uh, Denny Schroeder, who's been playing well for them, Rui Hachimura, who, who's a solid bench piece for them and has really, you know, played be better since going there. This is not going to be an easy night for the Bulls. And this is another team in the Lakers that can throw some different lineups and looks at you and how the Bulls respond and head coach Billy Donovan responds to those changes of looks is going to be important. 
We're going to have to be locked in defensively. Austin Reeves is a player that could absolutely cook the Chicago Bulls. And especially when you look at the Bulls uh, this season and their propensity to allow role players to go off on them night in and night out. The Bulls have to be prepared. This is going to be another playoff style, uh, playoff atmosphere type game for the Chicago Bulls because both teams are fighting for something. Both teams are fighting for something down the stretch of this season that can drastically change what the postseason looks like for them. The Bulls, they, they fared pretty well in playoff atmosphere games. They have not won them all, but they haven't looked completely outclassed and outmatched in most of them either. These both teams sit at, at currently around the same area in their respective conferences. You cannot allow yourself to overlook the Los Angeles Lakers, and I don't think that they will, especially with DeMar being back active tonight. I do think that that shows this. They understand what they have to do. The Los Angeles Lakers are the eighth seed right now in the Western Conference, and God, how we would love to be the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, right? The Bulls are fighting. We have a nice grip on that 10th spot, and we can continue to improve it by winning games like this. The Bulls are going to be battle-tested, probably more than what they were last season heading into the postseason play if they do make it with just how the back end of the schedule is going to work out for them. Now, whether LeBron does or does not play, it doesn't change very much for the Bulls in just this sense. LeBron not playing for this team almost makes this team more, I don't want to say more dangerous, but it makes this team, the, where their offense comes from, it, it makes the point of attack defense just kind of have to shift a little way, right? Because if it, even when it's not going through Anthony Davis and when Anthony Davis is not on the court, this Lakers team has players that just understand their role, that play tough basketball, that have been executing solidly, right? They have their issues. They have their weak spots. We need to rebound well as a team again. We need to force turnovers when we can, get out of transition where we can. We also need to attack Anthony Davis on the on, when we have the uh, when he's on defense and we are playing offense. We have to go at him, and I would love to see Nikola Vucevic do that as well. Jared Vanderbilt in this game. Jared Vanderbilt is going to try to nullify one of your big scorers, whether it be um, DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine, and see how they how they 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 play that matchup. This is going to be another game in which whether it is Alice Caruso being out there starting as the four, or it's Patrick Williams starting as the four, they're going to have to hit their open shots to keep that Los Angeles Lakers defense um, respecting them, and they can to, to keep them from sagging off on them because if Pat will or Alex Caruso are hesitant to shoot or are missing shots to just have a cold night. It just makes it that much easier for the Los Angeles Lakers to execute their defense. So we're going to see, I, you know, coming into this game, this this was a game that at one point in the season would have circled and be like, oh, this game is going to be one of those bullcrap games. But no, both teams have drastically improved since the All-Star break and improved the, the way that they're playing. This is going to be a fun game today, right? This is going to be a fun game to watch, but we need to see the Bulls come out on the right side of this game that we can continue ascending and hopefully get to that eight spot. We've already talked about how important it is for the Bulls to be able to get that eight spot to either just have to win one game, or even if you lose that first game, you get another chance at it. So it's in it's in distance, striking distance for the Chicago Bulls. Right now, the Bulls are one and a half games back from the eight seed, which is currently held by the Atlanta Hawks that have that are gone five and five in their last 10. If you look at the eighth, ninth, and tenth seed in the Eastern Conference, that's the Bulls, the Raptors, and and uh and the and the Heat. I'm sorry, and the Hawks, the Hawks, the Bulls, and the Raptors. Um, all teams are on a one-game winning streak. If you want to call that a streak, and they're all uh well, the other two have been five and five in their last ten, and the Chicago Bulls are six and four in their last ten. They're all playing about that same level, and to take advantage of when when or if one of them slips, 
It's going to take the Chicago Bulls to continue winning games, and a game like this against the Lakers could become highly important. So let's see if our Bulls can get the job done and execute well enough to win this game this afternoon against the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, moving on from that, let's get into the mailbag. It is Sunday, so we got to dive into the mailbag. This first voicemail, this one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, uh, my name is Reggie from the Old Park area. Just checking in, a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I was just chiming in, man. I just wanted to holler at you about the uh, the discussion that you and Pat were having after that Philly win. You know about whether or not it was the offense or if it was Beverly, the point guard play. I got to definitely say, hey, that I agree with you, man. I feel like it's just Pat. It's Beverly being a vet, being a vet point guard. He came in. And he's seen the obvious problems with the offense. You know, he saw that DeMar had the ball in his hands too much. So he came in, he took the ball from DeMar, he gave it to Zach. You know, Zach's been playing great. And, you know, he makes sure that Boots gets his touches when he, so he can cook down there. So I think it's just Beverly coming in, being a vet point guard, and he's seen the obvious problems with that offense. And he had the balls to do it, and he had the respect from DeMar and from Zach and Boots to do it. You know, but I think the negative is, you know, you still got young players. Like, there's still games, there's still stretches where I think Pat looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. He looks a little lost out there or he's just standing in a corner. And you got Io. I think Io's still really struggling. You know, he's, unless he's in transition or he's attacking downhill, Io's still not playing well this season. So I think, you know, like the development of our young players is still going to be an issue. So I feel like all Beverly really, you know, Beverly's done. He's tapped into the big three, you know, a big three that's not going to bring us a championship. So, I mean, I'm glad that we're playing good and we got a shot to make the, the, the playing and the playoffs. But long term, I think as long as, like, I think DeMar and, and this big three stays together, our young, our young core are never really going to fully develop. So uh, that's just how I feel. I feel like as long as DeMar and, and you know, this, this big three stay together, our young players are never going to fully develop, you know. So uh, just wanted to drop that. You know, those are my thoughts. Let me know what you think about it. All right, Reginald. Love what you said here. Yes, Pat Bev leading the offense is what's changing, right? And, you know, me and Pat's discussion over on Locked on Bulls was basically uh, around me just saying, like, Billy Donovan's system, if it is, it, like, Patrick Beverly coming in and running Billy Donovan's system and believing it, but also on top of being a smart and intelligent point guard and basketball player to know how to adjust to that system and adjust to what's called and to communicate to his players what they need to do. And, and Pat, the Pat Bev effect has been real and it has continually grown this season, it has gotten to the spots where it's having the Bulls playing their best basketball of the season. It just is. That is what it is, right? We were right. I think we're now like eight and four. Uh, eight and five or something like that since Pat Bev has uh, returned or nine. Maybe I think we're nine and four. Um, but the Bulls have to keep going. They have to keep pushing. They have to keep finding that edge. And whether it is come from Pat Bev, whoever else it is, whatever, everybody fitting into the roles a little bit better. Zach Levine executing better, which helps everyone understand their roles even better as well. We need to continue to see that grow and develop for the Bulls over this stretch so we can get to the post. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Big O. years for you 
you know, when you draft a bunch young a bunch of young guys to realize that they are the guys that you want that you want to build around. Allah Anthony Edwards. And then you have to pay the guys. But once you pay them, then you start putting the pieces around. And that that opens up a window. You know what I mean? Then you start giving yourself a window. You look at Jason Tatum, those guys came right in the league making the playoffs. They knew right away in the first two seasons, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these are guys. These guys and they got better and better over the years. You know what I mean? These guys are 23, 24, 25 years old. So what they do, they go get Al Horford. They, you know what I mean? They start going to get these veteran guys to put around them, and that opens up a window. You know what I mean? So it takes two to four years to realize the talent. It probably takes two to three more years to get the talent around them. You know what I mean? And then that opens up a window. You know what I mean? Then you say, okay, we got this certain amount of time to win it all, to do what we put, you know, five to four to six years it's a build. You know what I mean? Right now, the Bulls don't have, there's no window in sight. There's nothing in sight for the Bulls right now. It's not a window. They basically like a jail cell right now. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 it's just all walls. They just spinning in circles. You know what I mean? And that's why I call them the pulling east. Until this team get a foundational piece, they pulling east. Now, we just want to keep rolling and, and keep being good unless we get lucky and find a second-round draft pick. That turn to York is cool, you know what I mean? I don't want to do that. But, you know, other than that, then you're banking on a KD-type player to come join your team. What's the, what's the you know, the, the percentage of that happening? So, I mean, either way it goes, it's a, it's a low percentage of all the risk. But what you know is these young, talented guys coming out in the league every year. You know what I mean? Be personal. I would rather be Orlando Magic than the Bulls right now because at least they got young talent, and they're going to be in the one by young young talent that they have. So that's how I look at it. But, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But me personally, it's just like the Bulls ain't going nowhere, no matter how you slice it, unless they get some young, talented people before they get some guys to sign here. Thanks, thanks, thanks for all this. All right, Big O talking about the Bulls window, right? And I know you mentioned Jason Tatum and the, and the Boston Celtics. They did have Kyrie on that team, and then they kind of helped them learn how to win. They were also coached extremely well. But I, I, I like what you're saying as far as the Bulls not having a window. Now, I disagree with the not having a foundational piece. A foundational piece is different from a franchise player or all-star level player. Any player, like, there are a lot of players that can be foundational. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. To your team winning. Alex Caruso is a foundational player to a winning basketball team because he helped set that culture. He helps play the defense. He helped does a little of the, of the, of the nitty and gritty things that are needed to be done on high-level teams. Zach Levine can be a foundational player for a winning team, meaning that he's part of your foundation. But what we've seen over his career is that if it's go, if the Bulls are going to truly get to that that place of being a championship level team, or even a team that print, like is in the playoffs every single year, 
and wins playoff series, you're going to need more than that, right? There are generational players that you, literally you add them to your team and you know you're going to be a playoff team every single year just by having that team, that player on your team. There are very few of those in the NBA. You even mentioned Anthony Edwards. That's that. I can't even call Anthony Edwards that yet, right? But we need to see him continue to grow into that, right? Anthony Davis wasn't even that, right? In, in, in his time before his health started going down. So it's a really, when it comes time to building championship level teams, you have to have the right mix. You have to have the right mix of coach for the right mix of players with the right skill sets on that team that, that complement and overlap each other in the areas that you need. The Bulls have a lot of work to do. And so, yes, we do not have a superstar level talent on this team. We just don't. Zach Levine is a damn good player, and I love the way that Zach's playing. And when Zach is efficient, he can be one of the most efficient offensive players in the NBA. That can be part of your foundation. But he's shown because of his basketball IQ and other things that you need other, you need smart players around him. You need a point guard around him. And you're also going to need one player as good or even better than him, ideally, if you want to truly get into that championship area and window. And so AK has the work to do. It's going to take some time to get there. And, you know, they're, they're hoping that enough of these players develop and grow enough to where we can have one of those teams to where maybe they don't have a true superstar on their team, but they have enough high-level players that fit together well and are versatile to where you can win. You're going to win a whole lot, and you're going to have um, some postseason success. So it's really up to that. Yes, we do not have a championship window open. And for a lot of, and I've been saying that back since last season when people were like, oh, we're our window now is the three years that DeMar is going to be here. Our window for what exactly? We're, this isn't a championship window. And so that is why the younger players and Zach Levine are important as far as the longevity and how long they're going to project to be on this team with contract extensions because you're going to keep having to, you know, keep having bites of that apple until you finally do get that player or those players or that mix of, of coaches and players that are going to put you over the top. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Brian. Hey, hey, this is Brian from uh, Georgia. I like what you and uh, Tapper Designer said on Locked on Bulls, talking about how uh, sending DeMar to Fuller for Dame Lillard, you know, giving up uh, someone like Lonzo and a two-first four. Uh, it was a similar idea I had with uh, Paul George, you know, minus one of the first. But um, the more I think about it, what this, well, like what we keep saying, what this team needs is, uh, depth. Like, you get Dave, but that doesn't help you, uh, fill out the team. Like, uh, what we've always been saying, that they need some 3 and D guys. That's the small force, and the power force. We doubt Drum is going to come back. Uh, still need a starting point guard. Uh, so, what I'm thinking is, uh, what players are available to get for the ball? The guys. I'm not going to give you back to the general. Give his final year. Also, uh, what do you think about trading Billy Donovan, the head coach? Although they need the help, they definitely hate their coach almost as much as some Bulls fans hate Billy. So, uh, like, trading him for like a second round ticket. Uh, thanks, man. Hit me up, uh, get a minute. The Bulls need depth. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I got to add to that. We need tons of depth. We have so many things that we still need on this team for us to truly get to where we want. And I think the front office wants us to be. Wouldn't say ownership, but I don't think Jerry Reinsdorf gives a damn as long as the checks are clearing. 
But, you know, we have a long way that we still need to go. And so it's going to be a process. It's going to continue to be this process of how we add. Yes, we need shooters. Yes, we need that. And even in, um, you know, you, you were mentioning our, our theoretical trade for Dame Lillard, which we even said in that episode, it's never going to happen. Like Dame probably isn't leaving Portland. But if you do add, if you are able to add a piece like Dame Lillard and then keep Zach Levine or whatever else and bring Vooch back and however else you need to make things work, I think that team, while, yes, we still need pieces, I think it's easier to get those pieces at a decent contract once you have a foundation like that, right? And I think a foundation of Dame, Zach, and Vooch, theoretically, in that in that proposition that we made, which is, again, never going to happen, I do think that players would want to come to that team um, it just still depends on Billy Donovan's coaching, which is a big thing here in Chicago. So, you know, that that's what I kind of meant with that. And I understand where you're going, but yes, we do need tons of depth and hopefully we do add that in this off season. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Mark. Oh, hey, Mark. I had a quick thought, man. I just wanted to run this across to everybody and, and hit it up everybody. If it's true, guys, that truthfully, and I believe this, is how you play down the stretch, not how you play during the regular season. The reason I bring that up, Paige, is because going back and looking at your stream with nine games to go in the season last year, and the Bulls were on the road last year playing against New Orleans. You get a chance to go back and look at it. When you started your stream, you were highly upset. Well, you just did a you just did a mailbox with nine games to go in this season on the Portland game, and you were a totally different man. The reason I'm bringing it up is because the Bulls were he let uh, 12 games over 500 last year going that ninth game, second season. And I, this year, with us being three games under 500, we feel better about our team this year than we did last year. It's not about the regular season wins. It's about playing well down the stretch. I try to hear what he said. The reason I'm saying this time is because the Bulls, at that present time, they just lost five out of six games. Now, this year, the Bulls have just won five. Yeah, five out of the last seven games. We are trending upwards. All we want to do is play well down the stretch. The season not over, so I can't predict what we're going to do. But you, we all know the Bulls played badly down the stretch last year. But you guys get a chance. Go back and look at that uh, three twenty-four games that Hayes did against the Saints. Yeah, I'm sorry, against the uh, Pelicans. We lost that game one twenty-six to one hundred nine. The Bulls were trending downward. We did come back. Uh, the next game would be Cleveland, but we didn't play well down the stretch. We all know that. The boys are playing better down the stretch. Hopefully we can keep this up, guys. And I'm bringing it up because it is and it does matter how you play down the stretch. If the boys keep playing well down the stretch, you know, we don't know how far we can go. Nobody knows. And hopefully we can do well. But I don't think we had much confidence in the last year. Just want to leave that message to everybody. Take care, guys. Now, the one thing that I disagree with what Marvin said in this is saying that it doesn't matter how you start the season. I disagree there, right? Because if you start the season better, these, you don't have to fight as hard here on the back half of the season clawing just for a playing spot. So it still matters. Now, in which you said that, you know, listen to my 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 uh, video with nine games left last year versus nine games left. It's completely different situations. The Bulls are playing their best basketball now. So, yes, how they finishing now after a season that's been so disappointing is, yes, the Bulls are playing their worst basketball now, but I still wouldn't say that it didn't matter at all how they started or finished. It just, it it depends on where the team is. Yes, we're at the most optimistic right now, but I'm still even saying in this, I've doubted the Bulls' ability to make the playing tournament. So, while I'm in, encouraged by their level of play, up until recently when the Bulls have a two-and-a-half game lead, I have been saying 
I still doubt if the Bulls are even going to make the playing spot. Now that has changed, right? Because things have changed around the team and the team is playing better. And where our standings are right now, it eludes some confidence. The Bulls realistically could have a three-game advantage over the two teams below them with at that point eight games left on the season. The Bulls were in a complete free-for-all at the end of last season, winning, what, eight out of the last 33, 32 games, something like that? That is a completely different nature than where the Bulls are now. So again, I wouldn't necessarily say that it doesn't matter how you start. It does matter how you finish as well, but if you start better, it, 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 because imagine this, if the Bulls, with the way that the Bulls started last season, if they had this type of finish to the season, we would have been talking about a team at that point that would have finished at probably the four seed, if I'm not mistaken. So it's, it's, it's a combination of both. You, it's the story that develops over the season that is the most important thing, not necessarily how you start or how you finish. How you finish is important as well, especially when you talk about going into the postseason with some, with some confidence. But how you start still does matter because had the Bulls started better, we wouldn't even be here right now. All right, let's go ahead and get into this last voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, Hayes? This is Shay. You know, I really got to say this, and I'm going to say this so all our fans can get it through their heads. We are not getting the top pick, no matter what we do at this point. Now, look, I know what you're going to say. Oh, Shay, you know, we got it at Derrick Rose. But think about it, people. We won over 30 games at this point, and we're closer to the eighth spot and the ninth spot, you know. So... Would it make sense at this point to try to tank for a top overall pick, especially when you're that close to the playoffs, regardless of even if you're in the play-in situation? Now, look, I know what you're saying. Oh, Shay, I probably already, you probably already know this, but I'm really saying this to you fans. We're not getting the top overall pick. Portland, Portland is out of the playoffs now. So that pick's not coming to us this year. And we're definitely not getting the top overall pick or a top four four pick. So, people, please, we're not taking any time soon. Let's try to win as many games as we can and try to make this playoff push. Simple. Anyway, Hayes, tell me what you think. Hopefully you see this message. Shay just wanted to go off. There's sometimes where Shay, he just wants to make a point. I mean, it's, a, it's the right point, right? Like, the Bulls more than likely aren't getting a top-level pick, even if they were to tank. And then now, holding a three-game advantage with that 10 spot, it's, tanking was never on the table, right? And I know some Bulls fans would have wanted to see, and somebody even in the comments like, oh, the one of the worst things the Bulls did in franchise history was bringing Pat Bev because now we're making the play-in. Like, no, right? It was always a, 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 a very low possibility that this team was going to go into tank because usually tanking just does not work. And especially when you don't have your own first-round pick outright, that's the biggest thing here. If the Bulls own their own first-round pick. Like, if they have this type of season next season, I think we'll see a difference in how the team manages fighting down the stretch of the season because they own their own first-round pick going into next year's draft, not this year's draft. So I, I think that is the biggest thing in it, right? To, to tank or give something up and not try to fight. The Bulls have it, – it does not incentivize them very much. It incentivizes them in, in increasing the possibility of them Getting a keep getting a top four pick and, and keeping their pick, but theoretically with the protections on that pick, it'd be different if it was lottery protected. The Bulls just it didn't make any sense. So you try to fight, you you let the season come to its natural conclusion, and you deal with the outcome at that point. And that's where we see the Chicago Bulls team at right now. And we'll see how it ends up finishing if it does work for the Chicago Bulls. Um, ultimately, even if the Bulls do get eliminated from playing tournament and go back into the lottery, it's a lottery, so you always have a chance. How unrealistic or realistic that chance is depends on the number of ping pong balls you have, but there's always a chance. 
But I'm glad to see this team fight the way that they have down the stretch and to, and to possibly put their grasp on that playing spot and we can go into the postseason play and then see what this team can do. But that is it for my time today. For now, you guys already know it's game day. That means I will be locked in for the pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame shows all live tonight on the channel. But other than that, you can follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail like you heard today for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.